Welcome to Episode 3 of the Princeton Podcast with Mayor Mark Frieda. In this episode, Mark sat down with Bernie Hasdovic, Princeton's Municipal Administrator. They discussed Bernie's background, his administrative duties, and the topic of municipal taxes. So without any further introduction, let's join our host, Mark Frieda, and his guest, Bernie Hasdovic, for Episode 3 of the Princeton Podcast. Bernie Hasdovic. Thank you for taking time to join me today on Princeton Podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Our goal today is to help our listeners learn more about the role you play as Princeton's municipal administrator. So I think today we'll kind of ask you three questions. Uh, what led you to municipal government? How did you get to Princeton? And what, what do you actually do as an administrator? <laughs> Fair question. <laughs> So let's, uh, let's hit the first one, Bernie. What, what led you to municipal government? So my transition into municipal government wasn't the traditional uh, path. Uh, I started out of college. I was an economics major. Uh, went uh, Worked for Merrill Lynch for a couple of years. Uh, decided to go to law school. Uh, did that. I spent about 20 years as a trial attorney. I am certified by the Supreme Court of New Jersey as a civil trial attorney. Um, the town I grew up in, South Brunswick, is where I currently live, and I was pretty involved in the town. I was uh, the chair of the Recreation Committee for about 15 years. I sat on any number of commissions, uh, obviously grew up in the town, still live there. And one day, the, the manager who I knew um, was retiring, and I read the posting for his position, and I said, I, I can do this. And... Uh, Put my hat in the ring for that and was one of a, any number of people that got interviewed. And I ended up with that position and uh, served as the township manager in South Brunswick for the next 10 years. So from roughly 2011 to 2021. Thank you. So, all right. So you were in South Brunswick. Now you're in Princeton. So how did that jump happen? So kind of same thing. I, I didn't expect to leave South Brunswick, uh, raise my family there. Uh, my wife and two girls still live there, live in the Kingston section of South Brunswick, and uh, thought I'd retire from there. And then the position for the administrator of Princeton uh, came up. Now, while you call it administrator, it's the same thing, township manager, city manager. It goes by a lot of names, uh, depending on the form of government. Uh, but same thing. I read the... Uh, the posting was interested in it. I received a phone call from a friend who said, I think, uh, I think this would be a good opportunity for you. You may want to take a look at it. Uh, talk to my wife. Um, Princeton, I wasn't looking for another job. Uh, Princeton would have been the only other municipality I would have been interested in. Uh, having grown up just across the border in South Brunswick, I've spent roughly the last 45 years of my life in Princeton. So I've known it as a kid since the late 70s. So I was very comfortable with Princeton. I knew the issues. Uh, I do my shopping here, get my hair cut here. Uh, my church is in Princeton. So I kind of live my life in Princeton. So the transition was easier in that respect. So uh, I put in my resume, as you know, and, uh, you know, as I understand it, there was about 68 other applicants from across the country. And I uh, was lucky enough after about 11 hours of interviews and written statements to, to end up with a position. So that's uh, why or how I got here. And I'm here for a little over three months now. That's great. And it's also interesting, I think, that you mentioned that you lived in Kingston, but you spend a lot of your life in Princeton. So a lot of your activities, it seems, for many years have been been in town. Absolutely. As a, as a kid, we'd get on the bus on Route 27, come into Princeton and play basketball in Dillon Gym and then have pizza at Victor's Pizza back in the day. 
Um, in uh, in college, there was Maritas Cantina, where Triumph is now. I, I, I'd hit that. Uh, worked at Springdale Golf Course for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, my life has, uh, Princeton's been a big part of my life ever since I was a kid. Uh, you know, you've got a business district. We didn't have that in South Brunswick. There's a lot more restaurants. Uh, you've got the university, which is great. And, uh, yeah, so I spent a lot of time here over the years. So I think that we should point out to our listeners that, the fact that you've spent so much time in Princeton, even though you didn't live in Princeton, you know, municipalities often say the best employee is someone that lives in the town. So you're you're pretty invested in Princeton. You were pretty invested before we hired you. I was and 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 continue to be. So I you know, we we have dinner here a lot with my family and and I think that's good cuz it's if you have a, an administrator who lives outside of the the area, once that person leaves, it's kind of they're gone for the day. But here because I'm always around town, one I'm noticing things around town and hey, can we get that cleaned up? Can we do this? Uh but two, then people come up to me, you know, I'm meeting with shop owners, uh restaurant owners and they tell me the issues they currently have. And then we're able to deal with that, you know, back at uh, uh, the municipal building here. So it works well. Your role as the administrator manager in, in South Brunswick, now the administrator in Princeton, Two different towns. What's the what's the difference between the two? Uh, little. Uh, there are there are actually there's some significant ones. Uh, one, there are two different forms of government. One's council manager form, that's South Brunswick, uh, and Princeton is the borough form. In South Brunswick, we had a mayor and four council members. In Princeton, we have a mayor and six council members. So there's 40% more council members. So uh, there is a, a larger number there. Um, you know, generally, municipal governments, municipal government, I have just kind of the same duties in both towns. Uh, some of the, the bigger differences in Princeton is one, uh, Princeton has a phenomenal recreation uh, facility by way of the pool we have here. Um, and uh, it is, if you've not seen it, it's an Olympic-sized pool with some extra pools on the side and a kiddie pool and a diving pool. Uh, and it, it really is a great facility. It's used uh, very heavily by the community. And it really is a kind of a center point of the of the town during the summer. We're able to employ a lot of uh, students uh, in either lifeguard capacity or just other positions around the pool. So the, the pool is great. We didn't have a pool in South Brunswick. Uh, Princeton has the, the business district. It's vibrant. We don't have a downtown South Brunswick. We have some disparate you know, strip malls or other uh, restaurants, but they're scattered around the town. There's kind of no one place you could go like you can here in Princeton. And then the, probably the biggest is just the university and, and dealing with the university and having that here and having the sports and the activities that the university generate, having the arts here. You've got McCarter Theater, you've got the Arts Council. Uh, so there's a lot in that way that we did not have in South Brunswick. And it's really nice to to be a part of that. Right. So I imagine, too, South Brunswick is a lot larger than Princeton, right? Princeton's like 18. Yeah. So Princeton is roughly 18 square miles. South Brunswick is 42 square miles. Uh, South Brunswick historically was a farming community. We've uh, a lot of those farms uh, currently are warehouses, you know, one million 
square foot warehouse is near exit 8A. So South Brunswick was blessed by their geographic location being just off the uh, turnpike. And we were able to get a lot of good rateables out of the warehouses. Obviously, we don't have that in, in Princeton. We don't have the land. We don't have access to you know a turnpike or a parkway or, or a major artery other than Route 1, which really isn't ideal for uh, truck traffic. What about as far as staff goes? I mentioned staffing would be different. Uh, so staffing was uh, not, we had about 300 employees mm -hmm. full time. Here you've got about 250. There are some services that Princeton offers that we did not offer. You have a, a more robust human services, for example. You have in-house engineering where we use third party engineering. So there are some in-house jobs that you have here in Princeton that are great to have, by the way, in-house because it's nice to just go upstairs and, and talk with an engineer rather than having to uh, you know, deal with a, an outside firm because it takes a little longer that way. Uh, South Brunswick did have, we had in-house law, for example, which we don't have here, and, and that was nice. Um, and as far as uh, about the town as well, you know, Princeton's got, has about 31,000 residents. South Brunswick had about 50,000 residents. So it was a bigger town, uh, South Brunswick, but the, the issues uh, kind of on the ground are different. So- Talk to us about your education. It sounds like you're, you have a lot of education. Sure. I, I have a little bit. I'll, I'll go back to the, a little bit to the beginning. I am a proud graduate of South Brunswick High School, class of 1982. Uh, from there, I went to Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, uh, where I received my uh, degree, bachelor's degree in economics. Uh, like I said, I worked for a couple of years. Uh, following that, I went to law school, went to Delaware Law School in Wilmington, Delaware, received my law degree, uh, clerked for a, for a judge, actually, in, um, in Middlesex County, uh, the presiding judge of, of general equity, uh, which was a great year for me. Uh, and then ultimately went on to get my master's of public administration from the Harvard uh, Kennedy School in Cambridge, Massachusetts. That's pretty impressive. Thank you. So- one thing I think that many people would ask is, what does an administrator actually do? What do you do? So my day-to-day -day is very varied. I could have a list of 10 things I wanted to do today, and I get in, and the first, there's an employee issue or a resident issue, and my whole day gets derailed. So as much as we try to plan what the day might look like, uh, it can be very different. But there's a couple kind of main uh, parts of my job as the administrator here, and they're set out in a code uh, for Princeton. And probably the main one is implement the vision and the policies of the mayor and council. So I don't decide those, as you know, the mayor and council decide those, but it's up to me then to work with the, uh, whether it be the employees or the contractors or whatever, to get those done and make sure we, we see those through. Uh, I'm involved in contract negotiations. I handle those for the unions uh, and for the other employees who are not in the union. We work on their salaries, uh, any type of employee issue uh, will come through HR, but then ends up on my desk and, and we'll deal with those as they come up. Uh, I'm responsible for the preparation and the presentation of the budget. And I do that uh, in tandem with the CFO uh, every year. And we present that to council and uh, typically early in the year. And then council choose it over, make some cuts, make some changes, and then uh, that gets adopted. Um, 
public relations is a part of it. I, I think it's really important in my job to get out there to meet the people, meet the the entities, the restaurants, the stores. Uh, they need to know there's someone there that they can go to when they have an issue. It's really important. Uh, as we always say when we go to ribbon cuttings, you know, your success is our success. So if these restaurants or, or stores do not do well, that's that's a poor reflection on us. And it's good if we can keep the storefronts, you know, filled and, and the people coming into town. Um, and, uh, you know, that works well. And then really, you know, interacting with the university, they're a, they're a huge part of, of who we are and what we are here. Uh, you know, they take up a lot of real estate just across the street. We share Nassau street, which, uh, for those who do not live in Princeton is, is a, a bustling, you know, on one side is Nassau hall and some incredibly beautiful buildings. The other side, also beautiful buildings, but they're storefronts and then, uh, residents or offices above. Uh, but it really is a place where things happen in Princeton and it's important to work with the university uh, on any number of fronts to make sure Princeton stays the, the, the Princeton that, that we know it is and, and well, we preserve some of the historic uh, character, which really makes it a, a neat place. So one thing you mentioned, budget. And so, uh, you know, in your first year, your first budget, there was literally no increase in the tax rate for to pay for the operating budget. Right. So that's a, a theme we're going to see every year. There'll be no tax increases <laughs> going forward. Wouldn't that be nice? No, it's great to come into a town where, uh, where we have that, um, you know, obviously every town is not that fortunate and we'll have years where it will be a, a bit of a struggle and we'll have to have to cut some things maybe or adjust. But uh, now right now, you know, we are in a good space uh, budgetarily and, and the town's in a, a neat place otherwise, because as we come out of COVID, um, you know, we all want to make sure our businesses survive, the residents uh, flourish. Uh, a lot of new things happening in town. You're the new mayor as of January. I'm the new administrator as of May. We've got a new superintendent. I think as of uh, July 1st, there's a new principal to the high school starting. Uh, university was not in session live last year. They're coming back in September. So it really is an exciting time uh, for Princeton. So there is a lot, you know, besides budgetarily, there's a lot going on here. And, and, and I think we're going to have some fun as we come out of this. Um, as you know, the outdoor dining, for example, that was one of the very positive things that has come out of COVID. And that will continue. And, and as we look to reimagine Witherspoon Street, we're going to get more outdoor dining. So things like that are, are really positive, And I'm, I'm looking forward to implementing those. So one thing that uh, I know I get asked about a lot is the high taxes in Princeton. And that goes for the area. But, but I think one thing that people don't understand is the role Princeton plays in collecting taxes for the schools in the county. And maybe you could elaborate on. Sure. So that. at least in New Jersey, the way it works, and it's true for every municipality, the municipality is the one who actually collects the taxes. We send out the tax bills, we collect the money. Unfortunately, that money doesn't stay here in town hall. Uh, we only get typically about 20% of whatever the taxes are. So if you pay $10,000 a year, $2,000 of your taxes go to the things I oversee. And that's parks, it's uh, police, uh, you know, uh, the sewers, uh, engineering. So uh, garbage pickup, for example. Another 60% roughly goes to the school system. So that's to educate our children. And then the other 20% uh, goes to the county. So there's county roads, county parks. Uh, there's a whole, you know, county system out there that 
people may or may not be that familiar with, but they get 20% of your tax uh, payments as well. So we do only end up with about 20% at the end of the day, but because we collect it, we get painted with the you know, the high taxes are kind of our problem, our fault, whatever, but it's really, it's not the case because we are not the major driver of your average tax bill. And one thing with the, the county that I always find confusing is that when the county sets, sets their tax rate for each town, it's really based on how accurate the assessed values are of, of all the the properties in the town? Yeah, so it's it differs town to town, and, and I really never wrap my arms around that as well, but it is different. It's not like there's one rate in every town in the county will pay that rate. It is uh, town to town. There are differences uh, based on the tax rate, as I understand it. And I guess one thing we should just hit on, too, is, um, you know, COVID, we thought we were out of it. The Delta variance has hit us hard, but I believe you and others at the municipal level, staff level, are working to address that? Yeah, so we are we are blessed here in Princeton. We have a health officer who is phenomenal. And a lot of uh, towns and municipalities use the county health system, which is fine. Uh, but for very local issues, it's great to have boots on the ground in your town. Uh, our health officer, Jeff Grosser, has been fantastic from the beginning, even though I was not an employee here uh, and I was in South Brunswick. We were looking to him for guidance and we looked at what was he doing in Princeton uh, that we can kind of copy. Uh, and uh, we, Jeff and I, meet regularly, uh, as you know, to discuss kind of the, how the ground is changing with COVID. And, and while we thought it was improving, and it was for a while, we may have slipped back a little bit. So we're going to adjust that as well. And so what is town hall going to look like? What are our meetings going to look like? What is the masking requirements going to look like? Uh, so there's a lot out there and, and that's going to change. That's going to change maybe even week to week. It depends on what the governor says um, and what happens with the Delta variant or other variants that we may see down the road. But uh, we have... Um, conducted our own vaccination clinics here, which is great. There's been a lot of community outreach. Uh, we have one of the highest vaccination rates in the state, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, so we'll keep doing what we do and, you know, we'll see where this goes. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's just touch on Witherspoon Street for a second. Uh, you did mention it. Uh, there's state grant money there. There's all kinds of design work that needs to be done. But can we just give people a, an update on, is that going to be discussed more at the council level? Is there just what's what's going on? So there was plenty of discussion prior to my getting there. And I suspect we're going to have a, a more discussion on that. But uh, Wither, um, Witherspoon Street is a two currently, a, well, actually, it's currently one way, but it was historically was a two way street led right up to kind of the steps of the university. Uh, if you went down Nassau, you go right into uh, Nassau Hall. If you went down Witherspoon, you go into Nassau Hall. Um, there were the sidewalks were were you know, modestly wide. There really wasn't any outdoor dining there. Uh, there was some foliage along the road, but it was it was really a, a pretty road. And as you look toward the university, it was a, a lovely viewscape. Um, as we got into COVID and then there was outdoor dining, we moved some tables onto Witherspoon Street, which the the public certainly loved, and it gave the restaurants an opportunity to generate additional business. Um, it was discovered that, hey, maybe we can do this. And, and there was discussion whether we go back to two-way, make it one-way, or make it a pedestrian uh, thoroughfare only. And uh, I don't think the businesses uh, really embraced the, the pedestrian thoroughfare, uh, but I think the compromise was one-way coming off of Nassau Street, which is also uh, Route 27 here, 
Uh, so it'll be one way that way. Uh, the new design calls for, uh, you know, some loading zones uh, and some limited parking there. Uh, but the, the key feature is the expansion of the sidewalks inward from the buildings and, and more foliage to really make it pedestrian friendly, to drive people to the downtown, to drive people to the businesses, to drive people to the restaurants. And uh, as we're finding with Heinz Plaza, which is near the library on Witherspoon Street, everyone is out now. Our parks are getting used. Any outdoor space is getting used. So really the change in Witherspoon Street, making it one way, will allow the public to enjoy the street in ways that they've not been able to enjoy it previously. And we're going to do it in a way where it's actually going to look good. Because what we have now is kind of, you know, was put together with electric tape and, and, uh, you know, just to make it work so we can get tables out there for the restaurants but there is a very thoughtful fully engineered uh plan now and i think it's going to look great i think we're going to start in january february of 2022 great bernie thanks a lot we appreciate you being here today Margaret, it's my pleasure thank you thank you thank you for joining us for the third episode of the princeton podcast special thanks to our podcast guest bernie hasdovic and our host mayor mark frieda the Princeton Podcast is produced as a community service by HG Media, providing audio, video, and website design services here in Princeton since 1999. If you enjoyed this episode of the Princeton Podcast, please share it with your friends. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.